What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. It's been a couple of weeks, but the greatest off and on chair shot radio show you can listen to is back on this week as we are back. Patrick O'Dowd is back. David Ungar is back. And we are here to bring you hockey talk post new year, new year, new us, Dave hockey talk here on the chair shot radio network, a part of the chair where we remind you to always use your com. Always use your head. And happy new year, Dave. Happy happy new year to you. It's been a week. We're back. It's, took Christmas Day off. We took New Year's Day off. It's been a while since we actually talked. But happy new year to you too, Mr. O'Dowd. Hope everything is uh doing well on the other side of the country. Where my daughter you know, is I now a resident you. of the other side of the country. So if anything goes wrong, oh, really? I'm where, gonna have her where? call you. Whereabouts? Where they, on the East Coast? She moved to Orlando, and they just did a, the cross. Well, see now that's I know it's a ways away. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a drive for for me up in Massachusetts. It is, it is. But yeah, they did the cross country trip through mini blizzards and the. Uh, she's like, well, we're going through the desert. We should be fine. I'm like, you're going through the high desert of Arizona. I almost called Greg and said, Greg, can you get up there and rescue the kids? But, um, yeah, it was a uh, it was an interesting <laughs> trip for them. So good. Well, it sounds like everybody's safe and they made it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta be honest, Dave, sports has been really hard for me the last, the last two weeks, any sport, any sport out there. So let's, let's walk through the misery that is Patrick O'Dowd's fandom. So as we all know, one, the St. Louis blues are still terrible and we'll, we'll talk about them as we kind of look at where the standings are now. One team that we had really talked about moved into first place in their division while we were gone. So we get to talk about, uh, you know, Carolina a little bit, but no. So you, and you also know that I'm very passionate about college sports. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's very big for me. I'm grown up, born and raised on the university of Illinois. If you follow me on Twitter at wrestling realist, that's W R E S T L N G R E A L I L I S T. You know, that you are going to get inundated with hashtag Illini tweets because that's Illinois fighting Illini. And so in between the last time we did Hockey Talk and then the University of Illinois football team played in the ReliaQuest Bowl against Mississippi State. They lost that game uh, because the offense couldn't score. And that was that was 
it was what it was. Illinois wasn't supposed to be on a in a quote unquote New Year's Day bowl this season. Like we were hoping for six wins and we got eight. And so the fact that we got eight wins and were at one point in the hunt for a Big Ten West championship, like that was a big deal. Um, I think what annoyed me more, and this is gonna sound bad, I get that Mike Leach, beloved football coach of Mississippi State, passed away uh, about three weeks before the bowl game. And I get that that was one of the stories going into the bowl game. But geez, Louise ESPN, like another football team made it to a bowl. Like, and that was what it was so frustrating to listen to as a fan of my team. Like you would have thought that Illinois was drawn out of a hat to play before the morning Mississippi State Bulldogs so that they could celebrate the life of Mike Leach. I mean, every every positive play that was made by Mississippi State had to have some sort of Mike Leach context to it. They uh, The two guys that were doing the play-by-play, through what I would argue is mostly no fault of their own, were like, you know, we're going to talk about both teams during the pregame. They talked entirely about Mike Leach's passing. They didn't talk about how either team made their made their bowl, what kind of season they had. And here and Illinois was a, a a decent story. Now, if Mike Leach doesn't die, maybe that story's a little bit different. And I and I it's hilarious because I commented it on on it on like I made a comment about it on Twitter and somebody was like, Well, there's a reason for that. Be better. And I'm like, look, I'm not sad, like I'm not saying don't talk about the dude passing away, but also don't act like there's that, that that's the only story that is a part of this game. And so there was that. Then Illinois basketball has been a dumpster fire for three weeks. Like they, they beat Texas and UCLA when Texas was ranked number two in the country. They looked great. And then they turned around and they got trounced by Missouri. They got trounced by Penn State at home. They barely beat Alabama A&M. And by barely, I mean... They won by 20. They also gave up a 20-point lead to only be leading by one before they went, wait a minute, this is Alabama A&M. Got trounced by Northwestern, have just looked terrible. They finally beat PC Tunney's Wisconsin Badgers yesterday as we're recording here on, on Saturday and looked like a competent basketball team. So there's hope. They've had, they had a player leave the program for mental health purposes or personal reasons or whatever. He's quote-unquote, stepping away from basketball. It has just been a hot garbage mess. And to cap it all off, i got to talk about hockey. And, you know, for the new year, DirecTV was like, here, have NHL center ice for free for a week on us. And I'm like, okay, Blues are playing the Canadians tonight. Let's see what happens. The Blues are up 4-3. to three. They lose 5-4. to four. They, they're, Their top two players are injured. Everything about this team is bad defensively. And that's really the problem is that defensively they can't stop anybody from scoring and it hurts how bad they are. I noticed you conveniently did not mention the Chicago Bears. So, but, you know. Well, we're playing for draft. We, we've made our peace with the Bears. Okay. We've made our peace with the Bears. The Bears are playing tonight. Today, it's like lose, Bears, lose and go Houston. Because if the Bears lose and Houston somehow wins their football game today, number one draft pick for the Chicago Bears. Ooh, that might plus be... a plethora of a yeah, yeah. Um, tank, take City. Baby. Do I? Do I, I? I probably don't need to bitch about the Washington Commanders, or or maybe I should. Just how dreadful that game was last week with the let's start Carson Wentz and oh I didn't realize we could be eliminated. 
Um, and then let's start Taylor Heineke. That, oh, no. that, that was a fine moment oh, for your coach. By God, the way. it was just it, and then and then he doubles oh, down by like, wait, wait, wait. You need to take a look at this rookie to see if he's any good. But you're going to start Taylor for the half. And kudos to Taylor Heineke all fucking season. And especially going to the coaches and say, what the hell are you doing? This kid's ready to go. Let him start. This game doesn't mean anything to us. It means everything to Dallas. If he can pull that off, then you got something to look about or to talk about. But, um, man, and the Wizards right. are just kind so, of there. So <laughs> we'll talk about the Cavs. Well, absolutely. And, and we'll do that after the first commercial break. The, the thing about this show is this is the, the turn of the year is always a good time to, one, talk coaching changes. We still haven't had a coach fired in the NHL yet. And so back half of the program, we're going to talk uh, talk about some coaches on the hot seat, uh, talk about some betting odds, where people were at the beginning of the season, and whether or not those odds have gotten stronger uh, or if they've become a bit more of a long shot. It should be a fun little discussion. Spoiler alert, the odds on Craig Berube getting fired, fans, have gone, have gone up. They've gone up. It's got to be. It's got to be higher. So, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in the second half of the show. Of course, once we get past the first commercial break, we're going to take a look at the standings and performances. Some players back from injury. I, I know a particular note for one David Ungar. Although the Chicago Blackhawks are getting a player back soon as well. Not that it matters for the Blackhawks, but still worth talking about. Um, all of that after the first commercial break. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com All right. Welcome back, everyone. As that soundbite didn't work at all. My, my bold move to try and play the ESPN hockey feed uh, theme. Uh, ESPN's on to me, everybody. They took it away. I don't know. Let's see if this one, let's see if this one goes, Dave. Wait, let's see. Oh, NBC still works. Dated though it is. Sound bites are bit long. Damn. Alright, that's good enough. That's good enough. Alright. We don't need to go full on on this. Like Dave, I think we're okay here. First show of the um, year, so why So not? let's for first show of the year, welcome back. New show, same us. That's what we'll say. But while we were gone, Carolina Hurricanes Kind of went out and took over first place in the Metropolitan on the in the Eastern Division. Now they're only up four points on the New Jersey Devils, but we were talking to High Heaven about how great Jersey was, and they're still great. And, you know, second place in the division and with a half a hockey to go. <laughs> like, there's a lot to like there, but uh, yeah, what has Carolina done in the last two weeks to really to take control here, other than win seven out of their last ten? Yeah, they went on a what a, like a ten game winning streak or something ridiculous like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. They're just they're just playing. I guess you could say up to their potential. And New Jersey's kind of come you, back. You know, to you know who, you know who, you know who would help us with this? 
Uh, Dr. S'mores, where are you at, man? With your, Dr. S'mores himself. Your yeah. hurricanes are on fire, but I think New Jersey stumbled a bit, you know, the past few weeks, and they've fallen back to earth. They, you know, their early season surprise is, like, not surprising people. But, yeah, Carolina's just been playing well. Got good goaltending, good scoring. Defense is playing well. Um, they're a very balanced. I mean, they've this is this is who they are. You know, it's like the Hurricanes have been this team for the past few years, and uh, you know, kind of waiting for them to catch fire, and they did. So, yeah, the Hurricanes are kind of who we thought they were. Boston is. I got to tell anywhere. you, I'm also. No, no, I also got to tell you, I'm feeling a little bit better about the New York, uh, the New York Rangers after after the last ten days as well. They've played a lot better hockey, a lot better team hockey. Goaltending has always been strong, but it's really come around the last few uh, last few weeks. Um, and there are your caps right there in the middle, man. Yeah. Right there in the middle, and, and we'll get to them a little bit more uh, as they've got a couple of big returns happening today as we record on Sunday. Boston, yeah, Boston is just I, it, it's astounding. You look at this; they've played thirty nine games. They're thirty four, four. And for like, they're 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 the prohibitive favorites to win the cup, right? At this point, like they gotta be. They have to be. I, I don't see how, you know, it's a team they don't lose at home. They play very well on the road. You've got to play mistake-free hockey just to beat them, you know. And, and they're clutch. You look at yeah, the they have eight non-victories, eight non-victories. Yeah, like that's crazy. And you look at it, I mean, if you watch the Winter Classic, you know, and that was a pretty good game. Yeah. They, Pittsburgh scored first, and Boston just kind of locked them down, hung around, got a late yeah, goal from DeBrus. what they needed to do. I mean, if there's anything I'm concerned with Boston, I know DeBrus got hurt, and, and I don't know how serious that is. I don't think it's too bad. Right. But, you know, maybe that slows them down a little bit. But, you know, I think at this point, this far into the season, and you look at what they're doing, the Bruins are no fluke. This, the, you know, they're way better than either of us thought they would be. And at this point, yeah, I don't see anybody else. I'm looking around the league. I, you know, nobody I, is standing out. As like, like I got, I got to go back. I got to go back to. I got to go back to our pregame show, our preseason show. But I could have sworn you had them on the outside looking in, and I had them like barely in the playoffs. Like, because I'm like Boston will find a way. They always tend to find a way. But yeah, yeah nobody saw 31 four and four. 19 and 0 and 3 at home. Like you said, they don't lose at home. Nope. And not a regulation just, yet. It's that's insane. That's insane. No team can boast that nope. this far into a season. Like no team. It's obscene how good they are. Which, you know, makes it funny that sitting there 11 and they're 11 points up on Toronto, who's in second. And Toronto's having a good season. Like, like it's not like Toronto. It is terrible. Toronto, the best regular season team every season, it seems like, in the NHL. You know, we won't talk about the playoffs because we all know 17, what happens to the Leafs in the playoffs. Well, but. yeah, we'll talk about it. 17 points up. No, 18. No, 17 points up on Tampa Bay, who's in third place. That's astonishing. Right. right. Yeah, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. You know, you look over on the Western side, uh, Dallas is maintaining a very slim margin over Winnipeg right now. They're a point up. The, the top four have just have felt like the top four. And I, I, I just don't buy Nashville and I definitely don't buy St. Louis. Colorado is still underperforming its talent though. Colorado, the team we picked, I mean, right now, I, I don't know what's wrong with them Injury, other than injuries. It, they're not scoring. 
Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah, it's injury. Um, they, haven't, they have not been healthy, and I mean, but that's only part. I mean, yeah, Colorado has just. I think they've underperformed, like you're saying, a little bit. Some of the other. I mean, really Vegas have. is Vegas, Seattle, and the Kings have all kind of overperformed. Um, maybe not the Kings right. so much, but definitely Vegas and Seattle have overperformed. So, um, yeah, the West is still pretty pretty tight. I was looking at the standings. You're starting to see just a bit of separation now in the East when you're looking at, uh, well, maybe not for the last playoff spot, but I don't know. It's it's right. getting getting to that kind of hairy part of the season where you're looking at a team saying, you guys need to step up and make a move or it's going to be a problem. Right. By the way, you brought up the Winter Classic. Did you watch any of the Winter Classic when it was on? Yeah, because it's always kind of a fun. It's always fun to see highest rated Winter Classic in history that this this season. Yeah, NHL's doing pretty well. I think I, I think they're not having too many issues with. And the Winter Classic is just something that everybody seems to gravitate to because it's just it's a right. spectacle. So yeah, sure the the ESPN. I think the ESPN relationship is really starting to pay off a, a lot. I think that, that that media deal was a great move. Um, before we before we head into the second commercial break and, and rip on coaches, let's let's talk about a couple returns. Uh, Patrick Kane is, uh, according to rumors, probably out one more game for Chicago before he before he can come back. Here's the here's the thing: Chicago's in last place; they're not going anywhere. It was the worst prediction I made. My my hot take was was scorching hot and has proven to be the worst of takes and I will forever have to live with that. I, I, I just want a healthy Patrick Kane into retirement. Like that's, that's what I want, whether he's ready to go this season or not. Uh, Patrick Kane is good for the city of Chicago. He's good for the Chicago Blackhawks. And actually I think he's pretty good for hockey too. He's a good ambassador of the game. So glad to see that he's coming back soon. The other, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, if he's healthy, you're right. It's not going to make any difference for Chicago because they're just done. But, you know, if he's healthy, I, again, I think we speculated about Taze and Kane, whether they could be possibly trade targets, uh, you know, at this point. I mean, they would greatly help some of these teams that are out there. But whether, like you're saying, they're such so associated with the city of Chicago, um, do they dare trade them at this point? And I don't know. I mean, do they want to be traded? I think if Kane wants to be traded, they'll probably entertain that. But I can't see him saying yes get me out of here the dogs agree yeah i don't yeah the dog the dogs are right there with you uh yeah i just he's synonymous with chicago and so i just don't i don't see that happening either let's get to your capitals though because two big returns are happening two guys that we wondered would even if they would return for the season at all and that is nicholas backstrom and uh oh shoot wilson Wilson. back today today um for the caps sunday uh, wow. Like just, just wow. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? What does this mean for the caps? Ovechkin having a season for the ages at at his ripe old age of 944. This only helps him get closer and closer hitting that goals mark that I said was impossible to get. Dude. I was like watching the game against Nashville the other night and, uh, there's announcers there speculating that he can get to a thousand goals if he keeps playing. Cause like one of the guys, I forget who he was. He was one of played against Ovi when he was a defenseman. And he's like, his game's completely, you know, he used to come out, go a million miles per hour, throw a bunch of checks, throw a bunch of shots and just score. And now he's plays a tif- different game and he's just smarter about it. But 
Um, as far as getting Wilson and Backstrom back, yeah, that's massive because Backstrom is Ovechkin's main assist guy. Wilson is their main muscle guy. I, I firmly believe has if Tom Wilson doesn't go out in game one against Florida, the Caps probably win that series um, because I think he would have made that big of a difference in a series that was that tight. But yeah, when you look at where, and I'll, I, I mean, I texted you the other day. I said, okay, I'm ready to admit I was wrong about the Caps. I think they're actually much better than I thought up and down that lineup. They just, they, and you know, you talk about teams that are hot, Carolina hot. The Caps have been red hot for about a month now, climbed from where they were to, you know, first wild card, just barely. I mean, what, one point behind New York, and they smoked the Rangers a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, you talk about a team that, that has kind of found themselves, and now you're getting two of your best players back. Okay, maybe this team can actually make some noise. I, you know, For me, the biggest thing is like, who do you scratch for that team? There's been some young players who I really like what they've done during this, this latest run, and it's like, who do you scratch at this point to bring you got to bring these guys back, but it's like, yeah, there's these young guys who are doing really well. Abe Kubel, who they got from Colorado, I'm really high on this guy. But um, yeah, I think I think for the Caps, it's huge to get two players of that caliber to come back before the mid. Well, no, at the exact midpoint of the season, it definitely increases their chances of making the playoffs. Yeah, and just get healthy, stay healthy, right? Like that's always the answer, and. Those are weapons. Like they're just straight up weapons. So yeah. I can't I, I can't argue, I can't disagree with your assessment there. There's really like things are looking up for what you would argue is a surprising Washington Capitals team. It'll be interesting to see how much ice time they get today. Uh it'll be interesting to see how the team performs because they've performed without them for you know most of the season, all of the season. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes there can be a little bit of uh, hiccups, some growing pains. Sometimes it's as if they never left. So exciting game today. Uh, I forgot to look. Who are they playing today? Who are you, playing who are your Caps up against? Columbus today. Who they just Columbus, beat? So, they just beat them six to. But see, the Caps well, are great on the road, not so much at home. Well, and here's but here's the thing: is it's Columbus though. Like Columbus is terrible. They've not been good. Like no. it's a, that's, dead last. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a. If there was a team for two guys who have been out for an extended period of time to come back against and and get their feet back under them, get their skates back under them, so to speak, uh, I would argue that Columbus is is a good as good a place as any. Yeah, if we were playing uh, to Boston today, done, so. I don't think you'd see them. So. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Right. I mean. You know, play the blues. Go, go take on the blues. They can't defend. All right. Uh, sorry, too much. It's too much. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're not. You're I'm not. Bitter. You're not wrong. But yeah, it's fine. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's right. All right. Well, what else is correct is that we are going to take our second commercial break, and then I'm going to bitch about the blues some more as we talk about coaches on the hot seat. Uh, we we pulled up old Vegas odds from the beginning of the season. And we're going to take a look at them and see who's right, who's wrong, and who will be the first to go because no one's been fired yet. All that after the break. You're listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's Angry Lemonade. 
Dotnet. All right, everyone, welcome back. I, I get to the last few episodes of Hockey Talk. I've done my fair share of bitching, pissing and moaning, crying about my St. Louis Blues. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to continue that trend. Uh, but we're going to do it in a little bit of a different context because this is – I'm trying to remember the last time we've gone this far into a season, Dave, where at least one coach hasn't been fired. And, I mean, we're sitting here on January 8th, and nobody's been fired. And so, I, I don't, I don't know. There's some people who I think are are kind of obvious, or who we think should be kind of obvious. But you know, I'm looking. I, I even I Google searched before this before we recorded the show, trying to find hot seat articles. And and the early the best ones I could find were from de- mid December, commenting on people who had been fired. And still, here we are, January eighth. Nobody's fired. And so Dave did a little homework. I did a little homework. I learned something interesting about both of our states, though. It, it's really hard to find live betting odds in states that don't allow sports gambling. This is true. California said no thanks to that. Right. Massachusetts, it, it's funny. I'm like, we have casinos, like, in the state. Like, why yep. Why don't we have sports books? Like, give me a sports book. And yet, no sports book yet here in the state of Massachusetts. Just old people playing slot machines and a bunch of would be 20 somethings who think they know how to play cards, jumping on blackjack and holding tables, losing all their cash to the MGM overlords. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get into it. I had you, I asked you if you knew of any sort of um, betting odds, line odds. I even asked uh, our, our good friend, PC Tunney who lives in Wisconsin where they do allow sports books if he could point me in the right direction, he was not uh, not really thinking that there was much he could do for us as well. Uh, but what what I did, what you did do, is you were able to find kind of the initial Vegas odds of the first coach to either be fired or resign. And this list is kind of fun to look at because you look at the top five on this list that you shared only one of them i'm i like yeah they're in danger and and that's dallas eakins of the anaheim ducks who yeah, are you know you sitting are, down you are terrible. sitting down at the very bottom yes uh but even even if you take this a, a step further let's see you go down one two three four five six seven number seven's not in any danger number eight's in a little bit of danger um number nine I would say, let's see, that's the Oilers. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, they're down there. You get to but Brad, anyway, Brad Larson. No, Edmonds is right in the middle. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, never mind. Like you were just mentioning them, Brad Larson for the Blue Jackets. Um, he's the one I would probably say has the best odds of being canned before the season's done. Because when you do go out of your way to get Johnny Goudreau and you're dead last in the East, um, that's not right. a good look. It's really not. Um, what do you what do you think about Sheldon Keith, the the number one person up here, the coach of the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is this it? Was he listed at the top because of the Maple Leafs playoff history? Yes, that's that's my speculation. And that, I yeah. do you think this is still cup or bust for Sheldon Keith, and that's why he's got the 
you know, the best odds according to Vegas at the, at the onset of the season to get fired. I don't think it's cup or bust for him. I, I do think they have to win a playoff series. They haven't done that since what, like 2003 or something ridiculous. Um, you look at the history of the Leafs, the past couple years have been agonizing. The Blowing the 3-1 to one lead against Montreal right. was horrible. And then last year, not being able to close the deal against uh, Tampa was not as bad, but equally bad. Yeah, Keith's safe through the regular season. If he loses, if the Leafs don't advance out of the first round, he's gone. I I don't think there's any any way he survives another playoff flameout. The team's too talented. Uh, so I think he's safe through the regular season, but I, I don't know cup or bust. I'd say you got to do something that hasn't been done in a long time, and that's win a playoff series. He can do that. They'll probably give him another year, I would guess. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay. I'm just going to kind of go through this. We're just going to go through this list, kind of go on down the line. And talk this up as I think the odds on this next guy have dropped um, fairly significantly, significantly because I think they're overperforming uh, what would be expected. But Dave Hextall uh, over in Seattle, the Kraken, he was plus seven hundred at the beginning of the season. They're sitting in third place in their division. Um, why? One, this is what year three of the Kraken, year two, second second year. Why would somebody be that high on a list? Two years into a franchise's existence. Because of Vegas. Plain and simple because of what the Golden Knights did and and the exp- and the yeah. how they shattered expectations and made people think that any expansion team should immediately be a cup contender. And it, it Which is which is ridiculous because of the rule changes that, that the NHL made to stop that from happening again. Right. And I think it just seems like a weird bet. Because they were non competitive last year, he's probably made the list. But yeah, I agree with you. His the odds of him being fired have dropped significantly, as have the odds for Lindy Ruff, who was third on the list. I think they've dropped right. immensely because of how good the Devils have been. Um La Violette for the Caps, I think, is probably in the sort of the same boat as uh, as Keith is. Um that if you think so, I do. I think. I think. I, I mean, look, it's a little different. If the Caps don't make the playoffs, for sure. Well, I mean, either of them would probably be gone. If the Caps don't make the playoffs, I think they move on. If the Caps don't win a playoff series, which they haven't won since they won the Cup, then I think Laviolette's gone as well. So that's that's my thought on on Pete at this point. Pete Lavon, I can never pronounce his name. Rod Brindamore uh, for the Canes. This feels uh, very similar to Sheldon Keith. Because the Hurricanes have been good, right? Like that's not been the problem. It's the it's the next step. Can they can they win? Maybe is he cup or bust, or is he conference championship or bust? Yeah, I'd say conference championship or bust. I I think the the Canes have steadily, you know, they've gotten to a point, you know, where they've run into teams like Tampa Bay and and been been derailed. Um, I think you got to get to the conference finals for Carolina to really gauge where they are i don't know maybe cup or bust maybe but i you know i don't get the impression that there's a lot of dissatisfaction with with brenda moore again dr s'mores would be helpful in this context to see what the vibe is in carolina but I, i'd say conference finals are bust for him now this next one i'm actually going to argue even though they're smack dab in the middle of the standings i'm going to actually argue that they're this guy's odds are actually getting stronger that he's no longer the coach. And that's uh, Don Granato over for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And here's why. We talk about underperforming teams. This is a team that we that, that people have had their eye on for a few seasons now. And they just haven't played 
to their potential. They are a middling hockey team right now, and I don't think they want that in Buffalo. Uh, you know, and, and the magic of one game and the number three can only take you so far. So, what do you, what say you, Dave? Because I think I think this is I think he's in a very similar situation as Craig Berube, who is not getting out of his team what what the franchise is wanting him to get out of his team. Yeah, Granado's tough because, like you said, there's expectations for the Sabers. You have. Uh, one of the most dynamic players in the league in Tage Thompson right now, who is uh, right. tremendous. Um, so you look, I, I think you got to kind of compare Buffalo to Edmonton when it was McDavid and Dreisaitl when they were just kind of first getting going. Um, what are the expectations in Buffalo? I, I think with them, it really it depends how they close the season. I mean, if they're playing really well to end this, even if they barely miss the playoffs, I, I think, you know, if they yeah. miss the playoffs by a few points, he might be safe. If they just flame out in the second half, yeah, he's gone. But I think you're right. Buffalo's kind of hanging around in the middle of the pack. They need to be better when you've got, uh, and especially everything going on in Buffalo right now, and you've got one of the best players in in the league, uh, eyeballs are going to be on you. So it's time to step up and maybe make a move. Yeah, we got Jay Woodcroft next on the list with the Edmonton Oilers. Again, another middling team in the Pacific. They lost a lot. Um uh, in the off season yet I'm actually kind of, I actually think they've performed about where I would have expected them to based on their off season. Uh, does that put a coach on the hot seat? I, I'm not sure if, if that's fair or unfair. They they're sticking with him for now. So nobody's gotten fired mid season, which is again, weird for hockey. They're another team that it's like, for me, it's like uh playoff performance is going to dictate where they go. Because they're, they're another one of these teams that's like, yeah, we know that they're likely to make the playoffs. I mean, they had another team, if you miss the playoffs, and probably done. But, um, yeah, it really depends on how far they go in the playoffs for the Oilers. They need to take that next step as well. Absolutely. All right. Next on this list, kind of working our way down. The, the next, okay, the rest of these teams, except for maybe Dean Evanson, um, down there at the very bottom with the Minnesota or with the Wild. Uh, and and they're you know kind of are with the the rest of these teams are basement dwelling squads that it it just shouldn't they, like none of these none of these should change really by the time it all gets said and done because as you look at these yeah. coaches I mean, we're talking you know Brad Larson DJ Smith I mean that's Columbus we just talked about Columbus they're in the basement they're terrible yeah, uh, Ottawa Ottawa's Oh, go ahead. No, I think like DJ Smith is somebody I would not be surprised to get canned. Or Ottawa made a lot of moves this year. Well, then again, though, they're up for well, sale. So why are you going to make a sale? Too. Yeah, why are you going to make a switch when you don't even have your because uh, you can you you, you, you make you you make you make a you make a switch because it's a it's a restart. Like you're you're basically admitting defeat. Though bigger dumpster fire is a franchise: the Ottawa Senators or the Phoenix Coyotes. Because uh, good lord. Well, see, the Coyotes are in such a sh- in a bad situation, but they're better than I thought they'd be. I, and I, I give Turigny credit for kind of keeping that together and and that team playing in you know that we talk a lot about the I stadium, mean, but that arena thir- atmosphere thir- is fantastic. thirteen and twenty. They're better than I thought they'd be, though. Yeah, they are. Everything that they're going through and playing in that, but that arena's got such an electric atmosphere for that team, and it, you know, half the one fourth the capacity of a normal arena. 
I, I think Torigny's safe. I think Tortorella is in his first year with Philadelphia. They're not going to make a move with a coach like that. Um, you know, Evanson, Quinn with the Sharks. The Sharks started slow but have gotten better. And then there's your boy, which I will let you pontificate on. Well, it's it's tough, right? So this team is – we talk about teams that didn't perform – that haven't performed to expectations. Craig Berube teams – I, I, this is the thing is it feels like Craig Berube's lost the team because when he took over for the blues in 2019 and they, and they did that big turnaround and they took the cup and they, and they did all this stuff. They were a, they weren't the fastest team on the ice. They may not have even been the best overall team that, you know, by, by far, obviously the record didn't show that, but they were tough as nails. They defended well and they they maximize their opportunities to score. This team is soft. They are so soft. And, I, and I'll go back to we play the, the Blues, we, as if I'm on the team. The Blues played the Montreal Canadiens yesterday, Saturday, as we're recording this. And they had their lunch money taken from them in the middle of the ice late in the game. When it came to crunch time, the Blues are up 4-3 to three in the third period. They take a, a goal or get a goal to take a lead. Uh, four to three, and actually scored back to back goals. They were down. It was two to two going into the third. Uh, the Canadians scored first, and then the Blues went back to back goals. Less than two minutes later, they got punched in the mouth, gave up goal number four, and then goal number five w- was just weak through the neutral zone that led to a breakaway and not cleaning up the puck and helping Jordan Bennington. And this is what is infuriating. Jordan Bennington is a good goalie. Jordan Bennington is probably an all-star caliber goalie, but he's not going to make an all-star team because he has no help on the defensive end. And, you know, now we've had two major injuries with uh, Ryan O'Reilly going out and with um, Vladimir Tarasenko going out. So even even their punch, their offensive punch, is gone. So it's a, a bunch of guys that have been brought up from Springfield out of the AHL that are that are learning. So now you're almost in full rebuild mode, and, and they're just not tough. And whatever Barubi's doing ain't working. And so I, I knowing Doug Armstrong and his willingness to to let somebody go wouldn't surprise me if he let him go. And so I think that plus twenty five hundred should be actually closer up to around plus eight hundred at this point. Yeah, for for Craig Berube to to lose a job, and the worst part for Berube is history repeating itself, and and your ownership saying right. it worked once. You know why why wouldn't it work a second time? If we make a mid season change, look what happened last time. We won the cup for the first time in our history. So yeah, yeah I, I, I could the see talent that. the talent's not there though. The, the, the talent's just absolutely not there to to do that. So uh, if it happens, great, but I doubt it will. Uh, all right. There you have it, folks. Are our, our thoughts on coaches on the hot seat? Anybody we didn't talk about, Dave, that you would have put out there before we call this a show? Um, Any other names? Let me – I had it pulled up here for a second. Um, if I'm looking right now, man, they don't mention Montreal's coach, but I think the Canadians have been a big disappointment this year. And I don't even I mean, know. in last place, I'll sure do that. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know. You know, I forget who they're – who's coaching the Blackhawks? He's got to be on the hot seat. You look at like – you're saying – the hot he was he was your hot take 
or the Blackhawks were your hot take to make the playoffs. They showed a lot of improvement for them to be this bad. And I mean, I watched them play the Caps. They're bad. So I'm not sure. Those are the two I'm looking at saying the whoever's coaching the Blackhawks and I don't remember. Um, and hold on a second, I got you. Whoever's coaching Montreal, Luke Richardson. Yeah, I know. I know. I know the fans. He's for the Blackhawks, and I know fans in Chicago really right. like him. But I don't think you can perform this poorly with it in a market well, that big. But in 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 fairness, in fairness, he was hired in June of 2022 true. on a team that was already in the in the basement. So he's gonna get time. That's why his seat's not hot. This is first season yeah. with the Blackhawks. So they got to do a little bit better. Cause I mean, you can't be this bad and survive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. So, all right, man, that's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of hockey talk. Welcome back. We are coming up on all-star season, Dave. My favorite time. The voting is up. Fan voting is up through the 17th of January. Maybe next week we tell everybody who they should vote for, for their all-star selections. Guess what? Nobody on the St. Louis Blues, except for Jordan Bennington, who you won't vote for because his stats aren't there. Pretty sure Ovechkin already got voted onto the team, if I remember correctly. I, I think he's I think he's just already on the team. Like I, I don't think there's any question about that. We'll talk about some other folks, though. I think we'll we'll have some fun looking at that. We'll of course keep up on the standings, uh, and, and that'll be a lot of fun as well. Before we get out of here, Dave. Tell everybody where they can find you out there in the interwebs and on the ChairShot Radio Network. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com forward slash Attitude of Aggression. And you, of course, can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I am on the ChairShot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mondays with Dave and an assortment of other nerds for Bandwagon Nerds. David Ungar, David Ungar and I lock down Tuesdays with uh, Hockey Talk and or Musical Chairs. And then Wednesday, I'm talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to ChairShot Radio Hockey Talk. We will catch you next week with some all-star talk. You have been listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.